Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, April 12, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, let's set the stage for the big picture. What is the big picture? We're in the middle of another melt-up operation. That's just simply what's going on. So just how high is the market going to go? How high is the SPY going to go? We'll get back to that in a few moments. For now, let's circle back to Friday. We had an end of the day melt up operation. Here's the hourly chart. The market was grinding higher for a couple of days. The last hour and a half or so of trading on Friday, the market spikes up finishing near the highs. They do that, they go out on the highs, and then hopefully they can continue to jam them up into the following week. Well, today we wouldn't call this a jam up. The SPY was basically flat on the day, but that doesn't mean they can't move higher. So what we can see going on here is they're eating time off the clock on the hourly chart, letting the moving averages continue to creep higher, which lends credence to the fact that the uptrend can continue. When can it continue until? It can continue until the point in which we see some kind of a reversal signal, signs and signal of a trend change. These are taught in the course, Lazy E-mini Trader. Most of the time, we'll see something morph from something on a smaller time frame into something on a larger time frame. It starts from an intraday perspective and it morphs onto the daily chart and so on. Right now, the market's pointing northbound, so we only have to worry about watching out or be on the lookout for signs and signal of one of those trend changes. And the question is, where is it gonna come in? How high can the market go? In a melt-up scenario, we could see in the midst of this a blow-off top come within the melt-up operation. What does a blow-off top look like? It looks like a market that gets a jolt on some piece of news. Whatever that news is, the market takes it as, oh no, we're going much higher. Buying begets buying, FOMO kicks in, traders hop on board, and the last people on the bus, the ones running behind, finally get a hop on, and they all take the final ride up until the point when the market craps out. That's called a blow-off top. Could last several days, could be a one-day affair. There's all flavors of blow-off tops within a melt-up operation. Intraday, we've seen them take place. We've seen stuff from an intraday perspective, for example, like after a Fed announcement, the market spikes up and then it craps out, or it drops real fast and then it spikes back up. So that's a short-term type of blow-off scenario of sorts, just trying to give you the visual. Let's say we were to have a blow-off top from here. Could be 10 SPY points, 100 S&P handles, could be 150 S&P handles, could be anything like that. Will it likely be a lot more than that if it takes place? Probably not. That's a pretty hefty amount. If it happens within a day, two, or three, that's about enough. Why do I bring this up? Why am I talking about a blow-off top? Why can't the market just continue to grind higher indefinitely? It can. I don't think it will. I think the ingredients, the recipe, is starting to appear for a blow-off type of scenario. 
is this really the reopening trade? Does something change from here to here? Is this the infrastructure trade? Is this a combination of both? Is that really what's going on? I don't think so. The market generally looks ahead in advance. So if in fact, since we do know that we're having a reopening trade because we're talking about a reopening trade, and most of the states are really open anyway, so isn't that necessarily already baked into the cake? If we're talking infrastructure, wouldn't that involve a lot of Caterpillar equipment? Here's a weekly chart, you bet it would. Isn't this the anticipation of the reopening trade or the infrastructure trade or both? Isn't that what's going on? Now it's all subjective because nobody really knows. You can't prove it one way or the other. I'm just using logic bringing up stuff that would normally run for a reopening slash infrastructure trade. And there's more, but I'm just using CAT as an example. And I'm saying, well, this is all known, known stuff, right? So if that's the case, how much higher is this stuff gonna go? Well, I don't know how much higher Caterpillar's gonna go, but I'm looking at the S&P 500 and I'm saying, is this a reopening slash infrastructure play or is this a blow off top in the midst of a melt up in the making? My opinion, it's the latter of the two, we'll see. And we'll see, generally speaking, in short order. These things tend to happen sooner than later when the market gets into these melt up phases. If it's gonna happen at all, it's gonna happen sooner than later. This week is monthly regular options expiration week. Is there a better time for some shenanigans? Not really. Markets extended from home base. Home base is the 20 period moving average. And we know that markets don't generally stay too far for too long from home base. As long as home base continues to move higher and you get a pause day, couple of days where they go sideways, that's okay. But when we start getting extended and we start getting vertical, here's the monthly chart. This is a chart of what vertical begins to look like. And when they get vertical, you know it's closer to the end than the beginning. You just don't know where the top is until the market shows you where the top is. And that's the challenge for most traders. Most traders don't have the patience to wait for them to put in a top. Most traders would rather guess and try and pick the top. And here's the issue with that. You're likely going to be wrong nine out of 10 times or more. Therefore, what we do by definition in the course is wait for a sign and or signal of a trend change. This way, the market is providing us something to trade against. What does that mean? Let's say this is tomorrow's candle, this is next Wednesday's candle, doesn't matter when it is. Let's say it's a reversal candle, the market gaps higher, finishes at the low, and let's just say for argument's sake, for the purposes of this lesson, we're calling it a reversal candle. Well, the market just gave us something to trade against. So if in fact this was the SPY, and let's just say for argument's sake it was 417, I'm making up a number. There it is up top, it ran together, but it's my effort at drawing 417 with a mouse. So if in fact this was 417 up here, then a trader can be short this market, whatever market this is in this hypothetical scenario, as long as they never got above and closed whatever time frame you're looking at. So let's say this is the daily chart, never closed the day above 417 in this example. If it did, 
you're out of the trade, you cut and run, it didn't work. As long as it stays below, then you stay in the trade, and then all of a sudden you begin taking profit off somewhere down here, and then you're in the money, then you're in the driver's seat, then you have what I like to call a risk-free, emotionless trade on your hands. The market's going to give us something to trade against again, it's just not here today. Patience pays. Write that down on a sticky note. What do we have inside the numbers today? Well, we obviously had a very quiet tape. However, we still had some numbers under our belt. We'll circle back and take a look at stocks on the move. Of course, we'll look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Pre-market commentary is a happy Monday. Wake up a little red, but the market was up a ton last week, including the end-of-the-day jam session on Friday. We're moving along. Let's check out the early thoughts. What do we have? Comfortably above the next big fat round number of ES4100, let's call it what it is. So here's the early thought right out of the chute, zero dark 30, melt up continued. That's the mindset Monday morning. Technically, we're up in no man's land. Can we buy high and sell higher? It's possible on a pullback, as long as we know where they fall apart, we're okay. Where do they fall apart? We'll get to that later and as needed. It's nowhere real close by. Let's talk early numbers. SPY 410.50 is likely support. Opening the day below or getting below and closing candles below opens the door for a test of 409.75. Let's slow down a second. SPY 410.50 is likely support. Remember, zero dark 30, long before the markets open for business. You know the routine. Right of the vertical, today's activity, the two blue circles represent support in and around 410.50. We don't really have resistance other than Friday's high, but that's not really resistance. It's just Friday's high. They're up in no man's land, so as they push higher, there's really no point of reference. Friday's high, one day later, is not necessarily a point of reference. And you can see, back to the notes, on the flip side, 411.67 is Friday's high, and running a test would be normal garden variety market behavior. Back to the pictures, 411.67 is the top horizontal trend line, and they did run a test, and it was normal garden variety market behavior. So once again, before the opening bell even rings, we've got the resistance, we've got the support. Not that 411.67 was resistance, but running a test was in the cards, let's say. And we're moving right along. 9.25, if they can't get above and stay above 4.11.45, they'll fall and run a test of 4.10.50 or lower. This is prior to the opening bell. Okay, back to the picture, right of the vertical. Remember, today's activity. Where's the trend line been moved to? 4.11.45 on top. What happened? The opening bell rings. Remember, that note was before the opening bell. Opening bell rings, they run up to where? 411.45, what was the high? 411.49, where did they come back down to? 410.50, what were they supposed to do? Exactly that. Now, from this point forward, I'm gonna scroll up. If you're interested in understanding and learning about inside the numbers, then I urge you to pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts, see what happened. Today was a quiet day, won't take very long. Check the numbers out, double check the work. This is tour guide information for the market during the trading day. If you're active during the trading day, trading in the SPY, 
options on the SPY, the leveraged exchange-traded products, then this can be beneficial and helpful to you. Stocks on the move. Let's check out what happened on the ones that hit their entry targets. You see all of them except one are listed as hitting their entry targets. As promised, we're gonna look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Jinko Solar, JKS. You can see the stock was getting a haircut at the open, tried to rally, came back down. 36.31 was the number posted on the board bright and early. They never got to the second number. Where did they finish the day? Look all the way to the right. 36.30, one penny off the number. You think that number was important? Yeah, I'll say it was. They basically centered around that number all day and ate time off the clock. We know the routine. Sometimes we're just not going to get the rocket ride, but that was in fact the number. United Airlines also getting a haircut at the open. The first number only worked for a few minutes and then they started their trek down to the second number. The issue was it took too long. So what happens is at the end of the day, you're running out of time on the clock. What happened? The second number was the number. They start bouncing it. They never got back to the first, but they certainly got past the point of the average cost from a technical perspective. The reality is how many traders were taking this trade after a snooze fest all day long? And the answer is not a lot. Just call it the way it is. PDD 132.90 put on the board bright and early. They never got to the second number. They went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth all day long. You can see they certainly finished positive above the number. They really never did the full base hit. Again, at the end of the day, we would take a look at one like this and say they basically hung out around the number for a cup of coffee back and forth all day long. You know what it is? It's a no harm, no foul. STPK, very similar. 2961 was the number. They never got to the second. They finished above the first. Again, not the type of trade we're looking for, but again, it's a no harm, no foul type of scenario. Save the best for last, EH, shitburger didn't work. Why didn't it work? Because I had the wrong number. The others you could see were the right number, the trade didn't do what we wanted it to do, but that's not really how it works. The market's gonna do what it's gonna do. We don't enforce our will or impose our will on the market, this one, I had the wrong number. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Interesting, look at the convergence, and we're talking about the thing that jumps off the page. Look at the convergence of the moving averages. Now they've been back and forth through these moving averages. This is the 50 and the 20 period moving average, the red and the blue trend line. They've been back and forth too many times, so it's not important to me as it once was, but I do find it interesting that they're centered around the convergence of these moving averages. Above these moving averages, good. Good for the bulls. However, they really need to get above this breakdown candle high, 224.37. We've been talking about 225. 225, the bulls win, at least for the short term. Stay below these moving averages, not so much. The IWM is my favorite market leading indicator. So when it's down and the market is flat to up, meaning the S&P 500, the Dow, all the other stuff, then I pay attention. I want to take notice. Doesn't mean tomorrow's going to be something that directly relates to what the IWM did today, but these are puzzle pieces. We use puzzle pieces to formulate the picture that the market is drawing. 
Once we can read the picture, we're in like Flynn. Until we can read the picture, we don't know. Right now, in the IWM, be careful of two cases. One case, which we saw was in the queues recently, was something that looked just like this. So this could be setting up for another push higher, certainly on the table. Other scenario is what happens if they can't recapture these moving averages and they start to fall away and then they start to give up this area and go down. So there are two examples or two things on the table, two scenarios on the table. You have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. When you watch somebody and they give you one scenario, this is what this chart looks like. Well, maybe it is, but are you sure there's not another side to the story? Remember, two people, three people, 10 people, a million people look at the same information. They don't all come out with the same answer, the same result, the same analysis. It may appear that they should, but they don't. What about the folks down at the transportation department? They're pushing again, new highs, no man's land, nothing wrong with this tape, nothing wrong with this chart. We can just simply move it along. Second favorite market leading indicator, by the way, first favorite canary in the coal mine. Wasn't this indicating to us several times that it wasn't falling apart? And the answer is, yeah, we talked about it and here we are. Favorite A number one canary in the coal mine. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley? Bullish or bearish? This is bullish. Maybe they make a double top and sell off, but they're above all the moving averages. They're pushing on the highs. Technically, there's nothing wrong with this chart either. And this is what we were discussing before with the IWM. Look at this chart and tell me that's not the same in the making at the IWM. Now the IWM is only like at this stage here, but look what happened once the queues had enough time under their belt of eating time off the clock, they made the move higher. We talked about it before it happened. Here it is, once they got above the moving averages, guess what, off to the races. Now, how do we know that they're not going to bust through or fail at double top? And we don't know if they start to eat time off the clock and go sideways without really being rejected up in this neighborhood then they're making energy or building energy for another push higher. If they do get rejected, we'll assess it in real time. The financials, the XLF, pushing to new highs. The former high, as you can see, was 35.29. The closing price today is 35.30. Are there any accidents or coincidences in the market or really across just about everything? And certainly there are some but not like this. They closed one penny above on purpose, could have closed it three, four, five pennies above, could have closed it two pennies below. They chose 35.30, new closing high. That's the market's way of sending a signal. What about Smash Mouth? Now the semiconductor space was all over the place today. Some of the stocks got hit pretty hard. You had a semiconductor summit in the White House. There's all kinds of stuff going on with the semiconductor space. We're gonna stay away from the soap opera part of it and just focus on the pictures. We're gonna focus on the numbers. 248 is the bogey. As long as they stay daily closing above 248, she's in good shape. 248.03 to be exact. Below that, something else is developing. Above that, they're just eating time off the clock for the next push higher. 
period, full stop. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.